Hey everybody, it is Alexis, aka Kitten, and welcome to the second episode of the In My Little Space podcast. I am super, super excited to be here with you guys and to talk about um, this week's topic. Last week we talked about my story about how I got into BDSM, and today we are going to be talking about um, what is DDLG. Now, we're just going to, like, briefly step into the topic itself. I'm not going to, like, go crazy and talk about some of the more negative things. Um, I've been trying to keep my podcasts in line with the blog posts that I release. So, we are going to be talking about what is DDLG. This podcast is going to go hand-in-hand with my first uh, DDLG 101 post, What is Daddy Don Little Girl? You can find that on the blog at inmylittlespace.com. It's very easy. You just hover over blog, go to DDLG 101, and it should pop up for you. So have no fear. It's easy to find. So just a general warning, like I do with all of my podcast episodes, Um, This is my own DDLG 101. It is full of my opinions and I know that not everybody is going to agree with me and that is okay. Every dynamic is different and there is no real rule set for DDLG. Um, I think the only real rule is that, you know, you have to have the role of the dynamic, but more importantly that you need to at least be 18 years of age and older in order to be in this lifestyle or any other BDSM lifestyle really. So please let's try to be respectful. If you have any comments that you would love to add, please feel free to go to my blog and add a comment below on the blog post of the DDLG 101 part one um, if you would like. I also should have a post for this podcast, I think. There might be one. Um, Or I'll just update. I don't know how I'm doing that yet. Fun fact, I may or may not be recording these before I even release my podcast in general. So, um, undisclosed disorganization right there. But let's go ahead. We're going to talk about DDLG. We're going to try to cover um, everything that I talked about in this blog post. And then we'll talk about what's next for our third episode, which I think you guys will find really interesting. So, DDLG is an acronym, and it stands for Daddy Dom Little Girl. Now, usually DDLG, or Daddy Dom Little Girl, is used as an umbrella term for the entire community. There are different versions of DDLG, such as DDLB for Daddy Dom Little Boy, MDLG or MDLB for Mommy Dom Little Girl, Mommy Dom Little Boy, and there are also um, CGL, which is Caregiver Little. This relationship in my opinion, is a power exchange relationship, which is what makes it a part of the BDSM community, whether or not the little and their caregiver are sexual together or not. And the reason that I say that, and I I know that there's a lot of people that disagree on whether, um, you know, safe for work DDLG is kink or not, but in my opinion, it is. If you have a caregiver, it is kink. And when I say that it's kink, I don't necessarily mean that, like, it's a sexual thing. It's just a lifestyle. And it is a power exchange relationship. That means that the little is taking on the submissive role and giving up 
their, you know, control on certain aspects of their life to the dominant figure in the relationship. And no matter how you see it, whether it's just friends, platonic, whatever, it's still a relationship. Relationship doesn't generally, you know, just mean a romantic relationship. It just means a relationship in general. Like, your friendships are relationships. So I just wanted to clear that up really quick. Um, typically, in a DDLG relationship, um, the submissive is given rules and tasks in exchange for reprimands and rewards that are consented to and agreed upon between the caregiver and the little. A lot of times these dynamics have things like rule lists and chore lists, um, and especially when doing these chores, you are given, you know, some people are given stickers, some people are given points, and a lot of times these dynamics, they end up actually tallying points to get a reward at the end. So I'm not going to completely go into my own personal dynamic because that is a topic for a different podcast, um, but in my dynamic, I earn points. I get a list of daily chores and every day I complete these tasks and I get points for them that end up adding up towards rewards that I can claim whenever I have enough points for them. And then I do have punishments. I actually wrote an article for a really fun way to dole out punishments. Um, my papa and I made a, what do I call, a punishment jar, and that was actually really fun. So if you guys are interested in finding out more about that, you guys can look on the blog in my little craft section. It is the creative way to deal a punishment, I believe the name of the title of that blog is. Not 100% sure, but it was one of like the most fun things ever. And I'm really excited to talk about that in different podcasts because I really want to emphasize, you know, consent when it comes to rules and things of that nature. So, again, in my mind, having a power exchange relationship, in my opinion, means that you are involved in a lifestyle that is kink-based. It doesn't mean just sexual it just means that it is a lifestyle. You are giving up and submitting control of a part of your life and well-being to someone else. You are allowing that person to provide rules, punishments, things of that nature to you. And even if they're not sexual, it is part of the BDSM world. DDLG period is BDSM. So, that brings us to the people that are involved in the DDLG relationship. And just, I don't know if I preface this already, I've said so much, but when I say DDLG, I am using that as an umbrella term for all different doms and littles. Um, whether you're a mommy dom, just a caregiver, a little boy, a little girl, whatever your preference is in the lifestyle, I am just using DDLG and like daddy doms and stuff like that as just a blanket term. Otherwise, it would get really long saying like, well, how are daddy, mommy, dom, caregivers, like different and stuff like that. It just would be really mouthy. So, um, so the first thing that I wanna go over is how I feel that daddy doms, you know, our caregiver doms differ from other types. And 
when I was writing this article trying to explain the difference between daddy doms and regular doms, like masters, owners, whatever, it was actually a really simple but really complicated question to answer because I believe that not every submissive fits one role. I'm a perfect example. I'm not just a little. I am a brat, a submissive, a pet. Um, I have some slave-like tendencies in me. I would never classify myself as a slave, but I do have like some of those tendencies. But still, I don't fit into just the little role. And I don't think that just that daddies fit into just the daddy role. I think that um, what differs from them being, you know, just a dom or a master or an or what makes them a daddy is the type of handling that they have. Um, typically, these types of dominance are very soft-handed. A lot of times they're seen as a soft dom where their punishments are not as harsh as maybe a master might make. They are set to guide and nurture. They a lot of times put their littles on a pedestal and they're very just extra attentive and caring. You know, like some daddies tie their little shoes for them or help them get dressed or pick out cutesy outfits or do their hair and braids and ribbons and all kinds of stuff. It's very, very nurturing, very, very sweet, very attentive, um, where I have been in master-submissive relationships where my master at the time didn't do that kind of stuff for me. He put the weight of the things that needed to get done on me, you know. If my shoes needed to be tied, he wasn't going to tie them, I was going to tie them. In fact, I might even tie his shoes. If, you know, I was having a hard day where he would be gentle and kind with me, I would still most often have these responsibilities and not be able to really get out of them. Where as my papa now, you know, if I have chores today, but I'm having a really bad day, he's going to be really sweet with me. And a lot of times he actually ends up doing the chores for me if I'm not feeling too well. And his expression, you know, sometimes you have to just pick up the slack for your partner. And I'm not saying that that's not how it is in other dynamics. I'm trying to just convey that with like masters and stuff like that. There is a little bit of a different treatment than you would receive, uh, than you would with a daddy dom. You definitely get away with more with daddies than you would with a master. That is for sure. Um, I think what it really comes down to when you're really, really thinking about what makes a daddy dom or a mommy dom, whatever, different besides like some treatments and things like that. Because again, you know, like I said before, just because a master isn't a daddy doesn't mean that he might not or they may not um, display softer touches like a daddy dom is supposed to. But I think ultimately what really makes 
the dominant in the DDLG lifestyle, who they are, is the little or they're submissive. I think that the type of submissive they have really defines their role because of the the way that littles need to be treated sometimes. So that brings me to the next part. If that's a daddy dom, then what is a little? So first and foremost, again, hi, my name is Kitty and I am a little. We are super cute little sparkles that literally have sunshine and glitter and toys and squealing laughter. We're basically made of candy, okay? We're just like adorable. It's like ooey cootsy, ooey gooey, warm your heart, fresh baked cookies out of the oven in a person, okay? Like littles are awesome. We are submissives over the age of eight, of 18 or older, of course, that have a huge childlike side inside of us that sits in our heart and is always there. Um, there are so many different types. We come in many shapes, sizes, colors, and flavors, and just the little community is amazing. Not to say that the daddy dom community and everything isn't, but the little community is so fantastic and I'm so proud to be a part of it and see all of the different types of littles. We have Lolita littles and then we have Gothic littles and you know, littles that fit into different types of categories. It's so amazing to see who's out there and ah, oh, I just, I love it. So um, a lot of us, have one thing well I shouldn't say a lot of us I should say all of us really have one thing in common that really makes being a little extra special and it's a little bit of magic that comes in the form of little space littles have the ability or most littles I should say because I do know there are some littles that do not do this but the majority of littles that I have met all do what is called regression. Now, age regression in itself, as a definition of what that is, is it's actually a type of hypnotherapy that was created in 1978 by Sigmund Freud. It was to assist children and adults who had experienced trauma as a younger age. Usually, it's mostly children um, and teenagers that are treated this way now, but basically, they are put into a hypno state where they regress back down to the age that they experience some type of trauma. The therapist, the mental health professional, helps them through that trauma and they begin to heal. So that is what the actual definition of age regression is. Now there's also regression of the ego, which is basically the same thing, just a different name for it. So a lot of people are like, well, then what is it when an adult does it? Like, can you do that without a therapist? Personally, I would say that if you are under the age of 18, um, it's actually proven that children who age regress, it comes from um, nothing good, basically. And children who regress for extended periods of time, like a lot constantly, it's a huge, big no-no. Personally, I think that means as adults who have, you know, a good healthy grasp on what's going on. I don't think I've ever met a little who doesn't, isn't conscious of their regression, who isn't 
aware of what's going on, their own triggers to get into that regression, and I don't think we're ever really stuck just in that headspace. I think we all carry a little bit of that adult mindset, Um, at least I do. That's all I can talk about, again, is myself. Um, I can hypothesize how other people might have it, but really, um, for me, I always have, like, that adult headspace when I regress down, so I think that I have a pretty good grasp of my own regression and what mine consists of and what not. So what happens when a little regresses is that basically we are in our mind shrinking down to a childlike age. Now not all littles, you know, like I said before, what age regression is typically seen as a therapy tactic. Now, not all littles have some kind of trauma. You know, not all littles have endured abuse or anything else that may affect their desire to regress. But for the most part, we morph into this beautiful technicolor paradise. I think that little space is filled with glitter and sparkles, the love for our caregivers, stuffies and cartoons and snacks and squeals and super cutesy stuff like I think that little space is amazing now some there are four head spaces I would say there are four head spaces of regression so the first one is one that the world kind of is aware of and it is where a lot of the nose wrinkling stems from when outsiders think of our lifestyle and that is the adult baby diaper lover community so abdl not all adult babies are diaper lovers though just putting that out there um and that so that is one headspace the adult baby headspace some of these littles may use diapers actual bottles some of them can become non-verbal because they regress down to what would be described as an infancy headspace so that is definitely one of the headspaces i personally do not get into that headspace um it's something that i'm personally just i wouldn't be comfortable with for myself Um, though I will say that as time goes on and, you know, from the day that you first start as a little to, you know, a couple years down the road, I'm almost 10 years in this lifestyle, you know, I, I've definitely become very desensitized to other littles lifestyles, you know, things that I would wrinkle my nose at and be like, oh gosh, no, that I would never do, you know, in a couple years, you may be a little interested in that. So never say never, um... But, you know, it could be you someday. The next headspace, I would say, is child space. Child space is the smallest of littles, obviously, other than babies. And a lot of these littles use sippies, passies, sensory toys, and other childlike items. I would personally put this age range between 3 to 7. This is around the age where kids are just starting to really get potty trained so i i see a lot of littles in this bracket wearing pull-ups um things to help potty train stuff like that um personally i've never tried pull-ups i've never tried dips i don't have a desire to 
do so at this time. Um, but this is the age I feel like where kids really start experimenting with the toys that they like. Barbies and Hot Wheels and things like that. So that's a really great way to think about what child space is. Then you have middle space. And there are a lot of littles that identify with little or middle space. They call, some call themselves littles, like L-I-D-D-L-E-S, so a mixture of little and middle. I would put this age range between 7 to 12, and the reason I do that is because I personally have, um, you know, nieces, I have a niece in this age bracket, and is exactly what I would consider a little. You know, you are starting to develop your personality, you are old enough to form coherent sentences, to know what a little bit of what you like, you have this slight attitude and you're growing into the rebellion of a teenager, you um, still have that innocence of being a child, but you're starting to crave more. You're starting to become more aware of like the big kids and stuff like that and wanting to be a part of that. So that's where I would put middle space. I would say that Middle Space is also where, you know, I started watching shows like Teen Titans or Dragon Ball Z or Sailor Moon, shows like that. Um, I like Steven Universe when I'm in Middle Space. I like Steven Universe when I'm in any headspace, if I'm really honest. <laughs> but, um, you know, the older cartoons for kids. Then the last headspace is teen space, and that is exactly what it sounds like. Um, I put it at the age of 13 to 17, and that has the bratty teenagers wanting to rebel, push the boundaries, break the rules, do whatever they want to do, but they still need guidance and a soft touch. And sometimes, if you have the right combination of brattiness, you need a firmer touch. But those are the three different heads, or the four, technically four, different headspaces that I find that littles can jump into. Now, again, like I said before about daddy doms, I don't feel like littles just stay in one singular age bracket. I know that for myself, I definitely do not. I bounce like a pinball between child to teen space. I am super bratty, but I'm also really shy and quiet. I love certain cartoons. Like, I don't really like the very young cartoons. Um, they kind of make me uncomfortable because, like, I feel too old for them a lot of times. But then cartoons that are just a little bit older, I guess if you could, for kids, I'm totally on board with. So, you know, I definitely, absolutely fall into a couple different categories. Um, you know, while I don't partake in ABDL, I do like being called a little baby, like I'm a baby cat. A lot of my friends call me baby cat. Um, even though, like, I'm, I'm not an adult baby, I don't identify as an adult baby, but I do identify as a cutesy little teeny weeny cat. So I'm just a kitten in my kittenhood, you know? So, um, that's that. Now, 
Another question that I get asked when it's about DDLG, like the, really the beginning is like, what items are associated with DDLG? And a question that I see a lot, I actually just saw this in a couple different groups yesterday by a couple different people, was that people were asking like, hey, you know, I don't like using passies. I don't really like using sippies. Does this mean that I'm not a little too? Like, for whatever reason, the not being associated with the item list that is quote-unquote typical for littles um, makes other littles feel like they're less of one. So before I start going down this list of the items and whatnot, I just want to put out there that just because you may not use any of these items or whatever the case may be, it does not make you any less of a little at all. Every single person has an item that puts into their little space, you know, it's a personal thing. Everyone is different and unique, and everyone's little space is also unique. So keep that in mind. So let's talk about some of these items that are the quote-unquote typical items associated with DDLG. So the first one is adult size pacifiers. Now, right now, I am working with a professional dentist to discuss the use of pacifiers and the damage that they can cause to your teeth. Now, it is very well known that um, doctors frown upon extended pacifier use, especially for children, because it can cause teeth issues. And it is known that constant suckling is going to shift your teeth. Um, which is why a lot of people say do not use newborn pacifiers. They are not sized to an adult mouth. And that is why adult pacifiers are actually created. Um, they do have benefits. Uh, pacifiers for adults are known to be used in treatment for anxiety and stress and also for snoring. I believe there was a study done in Germany where they used an adult pacifier to help push the tongue down as and behind the teeth as a pacifier does and it reduced like seven out of ten snoring patients i believe i wish that i had the link for that um still i don't know if i could find it i could try but it was it was pretty awesome to read so the next item would be sippy cups and sippy cups are awesome. They are spill proof. You can keep them in bed with you. I have a small collection. Um, I think I have about three or four of them. I pick them up anywhere from Walmart, Target, Amazon. There are specialty shops online. There are, um, of course, Etsy shops, I'm sure, that make custom ones for littles. So you can find them probably pretty much anywhere. The next item is bottles. I personally don't use a bottle. I don't own one. I don't think that I will be getting one. I considered it maybe, but um, I don't really feel that small as to where I need a bottle. I prefer sippy cups, but um, I've never heard anyone say like, don't use the newborn sized ones or anything like that. But I do know that there are adult sized bottles out there. You just need to know where to look. A lot of the DDLG shops um, have them for sale and you guys can go to my website and check out the list of DDLG shops and um, 
find one of the vendors there. I am always updating that list on the blog, so check it out. The next item is diapers or dips. I don't know if people call them dipes, but um, I've heard parents call them that. It's weird. So diapers, I have no experience with. I have no desire to have experience with them personally for myself right now, but I observe and I know people who are super into wearing them. A lot of times it's not even to use them, um, to use the, like the bathroom in them. It's just a comfort for them. It makes them feel small and padded and cute and a lot of people like the shape that diapers provide their body. They think it's adorable and squeaky and they're very cute. So that is like a comfort item. The next one would be sensory toys such as blocks that crinkle and crunch. For me, my sensory toy is slime. I love slime. I am a slime fanatic. I, Daddy, or Papa and I went to Walmart like last weekend. Was it last weekend or the weekend before? It was one or the other. And we went to Walmart and got all the stuff to make Flome, which I'm looking at the bowl of it right now. And I think that I messed it up. It's been out for a few days. And I think that my my stuff is all dried up now and I don't know I love I love slime everything to do with slime I literally torture Papa and have him like listen to slime videos of me on Instagram every day like we'll be laying in bed and I will just simply be happily listening and watching um, slime videos and he just like puts up with it for me so I knew that making slime was gonna be like a big deal for me so that's my sensory toy but um, I do have my eye on a product that I want to purchase from Littles and Lace it is the sensory block that they have I think they call them activity blocks I'm actually pulling them up on Instagram right now um, but they make these adorable um, what do you call it? Oh my gosh, I can't even, I can't even talk. Activ I want to. I think they're called activity blocks. I'm gonna look on their website right now. Toys, because I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Let me verify my age. Go. Let me in, please. Yay! 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 Um. Okay. Yeah the jumbo activity blocks they have like smaller ones too but they have these jumbo activity blocks and basically the point of the activity block is each side of the block has like a different sensation to it a different pattern um there's a lot of ribbons and lacy ribbons different types of textured ribbons that one could play with I'm looking right now at their Little Explorer Jumbo Activity Block and it has on the one side, like the background is pink and then there's mesh over top, but in between the two layers they have like these squishy balls of like these furry squishy, I don't know what you would call those, but they're like crafty craft balls, but they're made of 
squishy furry stuff and then they have like crunchy glitter and sequins and blocks and little hard pieces of resin and stuff like that um all to create a sensory experience they have minky fabric that has little minky bumps on it that's so it's soft bumpy tons of ribbons and teether rings and all kinds of really awesome stuff like I love the idea of these sensory blocks. I think it is great. Um, ASMR is like a huge thing nowadays, now that we've really discovered, you know, what it is about sound that makes us relax and decompress. Because I know for me, like if I'm really stressed out, I can sit and watch slime videos for 15 minutes and then feel like chilled out afterwards. So it's a really big thing for me. <laughs> the next item on our list is bibs. I don't have bibs. Um, I was thinking, I was planning on recording this episode and I recorded part of it a couple days ago, but I accidentally deleted my file and like all this stuff went down and I was talking about how, you know, I don't particularly see why bibs are there because I wouldn't use them. I'm not a messy eater and my papa does not feed me. I'm again in that older headspace where I can just feed myself. Even if he like cuts up my food for me or whatever, I still feed myself. But I could see, you know, if I'm sick or something where I would totally wear one just so that we wouldn't get stuff everywhere. Or like if I'm trying to protect my onesie or something like that. And then I started thinking about how cute they are because, again, Littles and Lace makes adorable ones. There's a couple different shops that make them. And in the future, I'm going to make myself um, a trio set of bibs just because not only would they look super cute in Little Space pictures, but um, they could, I guess, have a place. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Like I said before, when you are in the BDSM world, your experiences are always expanding. Your mind is always becoming open to new things. It's really weird. I'm into some things now that I never thought I would be into. So I never thought I would be the girl that calls her boyfriend daddy or papa or anything like that. So I've definitely come a long way. Rattles are another toy, and the reason I I separated them from sensory toys is just because they are a separate item. They do the same thing for a lot of people by providing that sensory sensation because um, of the clonking sound that rattles make, depending on the type, but they are a separate toy. I really put rattles in with like the lower-aged brackets, whether... Um, adult baby or child space depending on if you're the lower end of that age. I have one. I think it's really cute. It's a sloth. Um, my friend B and J got me one. Um, they saw it at the store. They send me sloths all the time. They don't even know like how much it means to me but maybe they do. I don't know how much they know about my kink life. They know that I'm into that shit though. <laughs> so um she sent me this sloth and she was like, I saw it, I knew immediately that you had to have it and I wanted you to 
to just have it and it's so cute it's just a plushy sloth which I love sloth plushies and you shake it and he jingles and it's super cute I don't use him as a rattle I don't use him at all he sits in my um, stuffy hammock but if I was into rattles you know that would be a thing so the next one is something that I don't get to see often I think it is so adorable um, the last time I saw one of these was in the Extreme Love documentary of Binky Princess, who is an adult baby YouTuber. And then there was a recent um, Little Space convention in Chicago that I didn't know was going on. I completely missed it. I'm very upset about it, but I'm definitely going to make it next year. I'm not 100% sure of the name. I can't remember, and I feel really bad. But the item is adult-sized cribs. Now, I, despite not being an adult baby and, you know, having that lower end of the child space sometimes, I am super all about the cute aesthetic of an adult-sized crib. I think it is awesome. I also think that I like it because I'm a wall sleeper. I love to have my bed against the wall if I can. Um, just because I feel that it provides me comfort and makes me feel safe. It also gives me a wall to line my stuffies up against on the bed and everything. So that's why I also think I like it. Um, but they're just so cute. You can easily, if you have the money for it, easily, easily acquire an adult size crib. They are typically, um, if you're not getting them from a kink-based shop, they are, I believe, like medical beds that you can get for people with special needs. Um, they have, you know, the draw bridge up and down that you would have on a typical um, baby crib and stuff like that. I just think they're awesome. I would not personally sleep in one all the time because I would never ask my caregiver to sleep in one, but if I had like maybe an extra bedroom that was like my little space room, I would totally throw one of those in there for nap time. A hundred percent. If I had the money for one, for sure. They're super cute. I just love them. A twin size would be great, like an extra large twin. So the next item is my favorite and, well, one of my favorites, and those are adult-sized onesies. Now, I was writing a blog post this morning about, you know, the negative connotations that some people have with DDLG, and I can understand why it is a little unorthodox of a lifestyle to live, but adult-sized onesies are fantastic. Bodysuits, leotards, whatever you want to call them, they are fantastic. They're comfortable and stretchy, and while I'm not a huge fan of having snaps in the center, you know, I love my onesies. I have a slowly growing collection. I think I have four or five right now. I have like my iHeart Daddy one, my Lolita. I have two Lolitas. I have a Halloween one. I'm missing one. I'm pretty sure. I have I Heart Daddy, my Halloween, two Lolitas. Is that it? Is that all I have? Four? I think I have four. Oh no, and I have my Brat one. All of my onesies so far I've picked up from Little for Big, but I have my eye on a couple different shops, so I hope to write some reviews about them in the future. 
but adult onesies are comfortable. They are fantastic. There's just something about wearing them that is so adorable, so cute, and I, oh, I absolutely love them. And just like a bodysuit, you can totally get away with wearing them in public, whether they're under your jeans, your shorts, your overalls. I have like a suspender skirt. I have a pair of overalls. Um, they're just great. They're awesome. And I love them so much. They are an easy way to stay in your little space privately while being around other people and not pushing it on them. The last item is stuffed animals and it's super easy it's just stuffies they are such a big deal to littles they can mean so much I have some stuffed animals I have one in particular my appa and he means the world to me he goes on car rides and plane trips and everything when I moved to my cat apartment which is my cat word for my apartment obviously. When I moved to my cat apartment, you know, I left all my stuffies behind in trash bags. Like, we packed them up and got them ready to go, but Appa, absolutely not. He got to sit on the plane with me. He went in the car. Like, he does not get treated like a second-hand citizen. He is my freaking baby, and I love him, and he's my best friend, and he's my best stuffy, and a lot of stuffies have this kind of, like, meaning to other littles like it's that big of a deal so stuffies are a big deal in the little community for some of us many of the items that i just talked about can be purchased on amazon my favorite place to shop however is instagram and instagram has one of the biggest portions of the ddlg community including shops i'm always running into a new shop every single day i'm seeing people you know with their stuff all over the place it is fantastic and again like i said earlier i am working on constantly filling out a master list of ddlg and pet play abdl shops so go over to my website inmylittlespace.com and check out that master list of shops it's pretty easy to find so absolutely absolutely that's where i like to purchase all of my things <sighs> I feel like I've been talking forever. I feel like I have just blabbed and blabbed and blabbed, and I'm very sorry if I have just been blabbing. I just have so much to say when it comes to talking about, you know, the different pieces of DDLG and, you know, DDLG, a lifestyle I look at as a big puzzle, and everything that we have, everything we do is just another piece. So I just really wanted to talk about, you know, the two main pieces, or more if that's your dynamic, of, you know, who is in the dynamic and what makes them so special. And like I said before, I, I feel like it is the little that makes the dominant who they are. There is something special about the way a daddy dom, caregiver, mommy dom treats their little. There's something about the way that they handle the clinginess, the neediness, the temper tantrums, the crying, the over cling you know there's just something special and I feel like you know some people think that it's this weird incesty relationship which anybody who's in DDLG will sit there and tell you that absolutely not we do not assign familial roles to our partners um I don't think I know anybody that calls their 
little daughter or son that is extremely uncomfortable for me to even consider maybe there are people out there and that may be because they actually have like a fetish for that and that works in their dynamic that's fine but no no but the idea of having that nurturing dominant having an almost i guess i guess you could say it would be like a parental role where it is about the nurturing and the gentle soft touches and guiding and helping you know your little find their path and encouraging them to grow and be a bigger better person like i guess you could draw those parallels but there's just something amazing about going through that with your dominant and you know, being an adult and finding that person that is right for you and your dynamic, that person who's going to help guide you and you're going to help in turn guide them. Like, littles help their their doms just as much as their doms help them. Like, it's incredible. All, I just, uh, I could gush about this relationship all day, every day, but you guys don't have time for that and my throat hurts my mouth is dry so i'm gonna go ahead and cut our episode here next episode we are going to be talking about my own dynamic i'm very nervous about talking about that um i hope that you guys can extend your patience with me because it's very nerve-wracking to talk about my own dynamic in the detail that i hope to talk about it in so With that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day today, Um, rest of their day, night, good sweet dreams, have good naps, sleep good, all that good stuff. If you guys are interested in following me on social media, you can follow my Facebook page in my little space. My Instagram is in my little space dot blog. My Twitter handle has changed. It is blog little space. My Snapchat is in my little space. And obviously my website is www.inmylittlespace.com where I try to post twice a week on Mondays and Fridays educational and lifestyle-based posts about DDLG and BDSM in general. So that's it. That's all we have for today. Thanks for stopping by and I hope you guys have an extra sparkly day. Bye-bye!